Well, hello there. This is Dr. Ed Hill. We're so glad you joined us today on This Week in the Word. Let's take our Bibles and let's turn to the book of Psalms. It's in the middle of your Bible. Each Psalm is numbered like Psalm 1, Psalm 2, and so forth. And let's find Psalm 5. Psalm 5 has a wonderful promise at the end of it. And, you know, if you're in a situation where you work or go to school, maybe your sports team or sometimes in your family, where you're just surrounded by people that give you problems, this psalm is written, you know, in such a way that it will bless your life and give you encouragement and guidance. When sometimes you feel like you just can't catch a break, you know, wait till the very end of this psalm. Your heart is going to be blessed. Let's go to Psalm 5. And by the way, if, if you currently do not have any people problems, that's great. But remember that if we are believers in Christ, we always have the enemy. And I'm talking about Satan and the fallen angel, angels, the demons, they're always opposing us and trying to mess things up for us. So either way, um, this verse that I'm going to show you at the end in this psalm, I think would be a wonderful thing for you. Psalm 5, give ear to my words, O Lord, consider my meditation. Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for unto thee will I pray. My voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee, and will look up. For thou art not a God that hath pleasure in wickedness, neither shall evil dwell with thee. The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity. Thou shalt destroy them that speak leasing. The Lord will abhor the bloody and deceitful man. But as for me, I will come into thy house in the multitude of thy mercy, and in thy fear will I worship toward thy holy temple. Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness because of mine enemies. Make thy way straight before my face. For there is no faithfulness in their mouth. Their inward part is very wickedness. Their throat is an open sepulcher. They flatter with their tongue. Destroy thou them, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Cast them out in the multitude of their transgressions. For they have rebelled against thee. But, let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy, because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. And here it is, folks, verse 12. For thou, Lord, wilt bless the righteous, with favor wilt thou compass him as with a shield. Now, I love that last verse, especially the last part of the last verse. 
All right, let's look at let's look at this. Um, you know, back up from it a little bit, and let's see what's going on here. The psalmist here just he's just he has enemies, and like I mentioned before, maybe you don't have any people enemies. That's wonderful, but he had them. He had people around him that were not only trying to give him trouble, uh, it, you know, they would kill him if they could. So he definitely had people problems. And he did a very wise thing. He asked the Lord to listen to his words and consider his thoughts, his meditation. And to verse 2, uh, listen, you know, when he cried out, he cried uh, with his voice. If you're not crying out to God with your voice, start doing that because the Bible says to do it. When you cry out, and God will hear you. And so he says, uh, unto you, I'm going to pray. If your prayer life is on life support, let's, let's get that turned around. Seek the Lord. I don't know how to pray it. Just tell God what's on your heart. Pour out your your heart before Him. He knows anyway. He already knows, but He enjoys, just like a father enjoys his children speaking with Him, God enjoys it when His children come to Him. So, verse 3, here's, here's a good plan. First thing you do in the morning before you even arise in the bed is when you wake up, start praying. Start praying right there. Pray for your family. Pray for their safety. Pray for things they face. Pray for things that you're going to have to do that day or that you would like to see the Lord cause to happen. Uh, troubles that worry you, pour them out before the Lord. Pray before you even get out of bed. And, uh, well, how long should I pray? Until you feel like you've told the Lord everything that's bothering you. <laughs> You know, there's no stopwatches here. Cry out to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Bring everything to Him. And He will hear you. If you're a believer in Christ, He hears your prayer. And then He contrasts that. Um, he contrasts that with those from verse 4 through, let's see, verse 7. Um those that, that are not going to do this because they love wickedness, the evil dwells in them, they're foolish, uh, they hate those who, uh, uh, or he, he says here that God hates those who work iniquity, all the workers of iniquity, sin. And he says that God will destroy them that um, are talk about sin and the Lord abhors the bloody and deceitful man. But in verse 7, he says the, the contrast, though, is uh, now they're like this, but I'm like this. As for me, I will come into thy house and the multitude of thy mercy. You know, I'm not approaching the Lord because I'm so deserving and worthy. I'm approaching him because I'm undeserving and unworthy. I deserve to die today. I deserve to die today and go to hell forever. But I come before the Lord in the multitude of His mercy, and in the fear or reverence will I worship toward His holy temple.
And we ask the Lord to lead us. Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness because of mine enemies. You know, sometimes people around us try to make it hard to follow God. And he says, Lord, lead me. And at the end of that same verse, verse 8, it says, Make thy way straight before my face. You know, life is filled with many complexities, many difficulties. It seems like when we're young, everything seems so simple, but the older we get, we realize it was never simple. We were just not sharp enough to realize how difficult it was. Well, the older you get, the more experience you have in life, the more the more complicated things seem to become in choosing what is right. And that's, that's pretty normal. Um, because when you're, when you're young, you're 10 feet tall and bulletproof. But, you know, the older you get, you realize, wow, I just, this is hard to understand what to do, which way to go. Well, the Lord helps us with that. And then he goes in verse 9, he, he contrasts again uh, those that, that hate the Lord. He says, there's, there's no faithfulness in, the mouth, in their mouth. You know, others, you can't trust them. Their inward part is very wickedness. I mean, it's like they're, they're the walking definition of what's wrong. Their throat is an open sepulcher. You know, if you were to be in a cemetery and there was an open grave, that would be a very unpleasant experience, I'm sure. And uh, he says they, they flatter with their tongue. You know, it's sort of like to gloss all of this over is they're always um, flattering you to try to, you know, trip you up, get an advantage on you in some way. So he says, verse 10, destroy thou them, O God. You know, I'm not going to do that, but if, if God wants to and he gets ready, he will take care of them. Let them fall by their own counsels. Cast them out in the multitude of their transgressions, for they have rebelled against thee. You know, when people fight against you and you're a Christian, it's just like it says in the New Testament, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. You, you know that verse. Well, that's, that's what... That's the truth here. Even though you may have people problems at work or people problems in your family, ultimately, if you're a believer in Christ, if you if you go far enough back past that person, it's really Satan and demonic forces that are opposing you. Why? Because because they're in rebellion against God, and everybody that they can, every person they can involve in that, they do. And who are they going to oppose? Well, they can't. They can't really get to God. But guess what? We're where God lives on this earth. We're indwelt by the Holy Spirit. The Lord Jesus Christ lives in our hearts, our lives by faith. Right. So. Guess who gets the, the brunt of their anger and all of their rebellion? We do. But, you know, it all ends well. It's sort of like I read today that, you know, I'm, when I'm recording this, it's Thanksgiving week. And it says the good, good news about Thanksgiving week is it's a short week and it ends with pie and shopping. So you can do this. <laughs> I like that. All right, well... This all ends well, verse 11. But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Get happy, folks. When you find yourself slipping in the wrong direction, remind, remind yourself of who you are and whose you are, and just get happy. Satan hates that, by the way. 
Let them ever shout for joy because thou defendest them. You know, God, if it, it's sort of like Bobby Bowden, head coach at Florida State University when he was football coach there, used to say, um, I think he said this. I'm going to give him credit anyway. If you don't go through nothing, you won't be nothing. And I'm not sure now that he actually said that. Somebody said that, though, and that's good. But if you don't go through nothing, you won't be nothing. I know what he did say. He said, great players make great plays. And that's, that's what we want to be is a great player, and God's going to help us make great plays, right? So, um, so he says here, hey, God, God's going to defend them. Uh, let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. So get happy about that. Praise the Lord. Here's, here's that last verse that I really love here. For thou, Lord, wilt bless the righteous with favor, wilt thou compass him as with a shield. What is it like to walk where God says, I've got this. I, I'm going to give you favor with those who even are giving you a hard time. Favor with those who don't know me. Where, um, you know, when something happens, you're given the benefit of the doubt. Uh, the, the, the scales, so to speak, are tipped in your favor. God is going to fix things even if they've been messed up. God gives you favor. I can't tell you how many times, um, and I should do this way more often, but how many times, sorry, my phone rang there. I can't tell you how many times that I have asked the Lord to give me favor going into something. I've been amazed at what happened. So I want to encourage you, take advantage of that and use that. Ask the Lord to give you favor. But Ed, I don't deserve it. We don't deserve anything. But ask the Lord to give you favor anyway. And watch what God does. He'll do things that you could never do. So thanks for listening today. God bless you. And we'll be back again on This Week in the Word. <laughs>